0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And I am back after a few weeks off with some PFL action. Obviously, it's uh, the second batch of PFL fights coming up. It's PFL... Uh, for regular season from uh this year, it's on on the uh, the eighth of uh, of June. It's starting at six p.m. uh ET, and you can obviously find it on your uh, your local listings wherever you are in the world. And uh, it's actually it's a it's a pretty good card. The featherweights and the light heavyweights are on show, and I suppose there's a lot of different fights going to be featured than I suppose there was uh, supposed to be, and. Uh, we, we have to talk about, I suppose, the elephant in the room in terms of all these um drug test failures. Now, I've talked about them in uh, in, in detail in a few different podcasts. Um, so there's no kind of getting into maybe all that, although I will hear in a second. But I, the biggest bigger thing I want to talk about here, just before I get into the preview of the card, is what it actually means for the tournaments going forward, which is obviously what I've been talking about in these previews for the last while. But if you haven't heard, um There has been uh, a whole litany of drug test failures after the first round of fights. So uh, the biggest names, I suppose, Rob Wilkinson failed. And all of these people as well... They'll have their... Some of them have already gone in front of the Nevada State and led commission. Some of them uh, have have but have to do it again and some of them haven't yet. So, you know, everyone have the, has the right to have their B-sample done and their day in, in whatever sort of court it is if they want it. So keep that in mind as well. But the people who have been flagged, I should say, better than anything else. Uh, Rob Wilkinson, obviously the standout name, the light heavyweight champion, the standout fighter in PFL over the last year, I would suppose, with, with a couple of others. Uh, Christoph Jaco. Uh, and Will Fury, who both fought e- each other last time out. Uh, Rizan Kuniev, uh, Bruno Capeloza, the former champion, uh, Mohamed Fa- uh, uh Cesar Ferreira, Daniel Torres, and uh, Thiago Santos as well. I hope I'm missing anyone there, but that is the, the top and bottom of it, I suppose. And, you know, just uh, I suppose to briefly recap my thoughts in this again is that. It's interesting how, and like I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, it's PFL and, you know, everyone in PFL is taking drugs and everything like this. I actually think it's an MMA-wide problem in that, but also, I think it's a Nevada thing in terms of all of these failures, because they are the reason for it, right? This was a Nevada test, this wasn't USAD or PFL or anything like that, and... Like my initial my initial thought when there was so many test failures was, um, it, some mistake must have happened. <laughs> like there was, so, like they all, all these tests got, you know, thrown in together and one person had it and they all end up or, or something like that. That was my uh, initial thought, and obviously that seems like it's it's obviously not the case now. But then the second part to this was how did they catch all of these people, and I think that's a very interesting question. That you know if um if an intrepid reporter maybe was to get on to a Nevada State Athletic Commission call uh, and possibly ask them if they have some sort of new testing or anything like that, it's uh, it, it would be very, very interesting to see if they have that and obviously they're catching people better than they have ever caught them before and it's yeah, it's it's interesting. Obviously the UFC have um, USADA and they're doing a lot of their testing but when they go to Nevada and different places they test as well. But when there's... Um, You know, obviously three different fight nights in a row, three weeks in a row in the same place Very, very interesting that they were all, I suppose, caught by the one commission So look, going forward, I wonder what the the state of play will be But look, I don't think anyone involved in MMA hasn't thought that there was like a rife use of PDs you know, whether that's inside UFC, outside UFC, inside PFL, outside PFL, Bellator, wherever it might be. And uh, like, if you've listened to any of my comments I've made over the last few years, do I think that um, the, the USADA has gotten rid of them? Mm, I don't, to be honest. And there's another debate again is like, should they even be gotten rid of? And that's, as I said, a debate for another day. You'd want a, a half an hour, an hour long show, maybe to have that debate. Check out my my guy Luke Thomas for uh, for a lot of that. He's more educated than me and everything. But the state of play. So that's the state of play we have. But the state of play with the tournaments then is something I will discuss on the shows going forward. I suppose I will discuss them on the weeks where it's prevalent when those weight classes uh, are up, and I'll tell you who's new in the um, uh, in each uh, bracket, and also uh, what. The matches are going to look like obviously so we will uh we'll start off today by doing that <sighs> it's warm here in ireland it's like, it's like 30 degrees celsius here i'm boiling i'm not able for it i need some i need some epr or something to cool me down here but anyway uh this weekend we have the um 145 pound uh min and the 205 pound uh min as well and there's there some few other fights but those are the main ones here and let's just look at the people who are in those brackets right now uh, over here on the pfl website so we have brennan lachnan after um one fight uh, who is on five points? Baba Jenkins on three points. Uh, Moblid uh, Kobailov on three points, and Gabriel Braga on three points as well. Then we've uh, Jesus Pineda, Kudo, Chris Wade, Marlon Morice, all on zero points with their for their first fights. Tyler Diamond and Joe Sung Bin, um, and then over on the uh, light heavyweight standings, we have Martin Hamlet and Josh Silveira, who are both on six points. Ty Flores on three points, and then we have Dylan Monte. Uh, Sam Kay, Tim Karen uh, all on zero points. Sorry, yeah, just in the and Sam K, who are on three points. Who had one fight already, so only five guys have had fights there. Uh, but coming in as well, who without a fight, uh, Tim, as I mentioned, Tim Karen Tyler Johnson, Sangani, Andrew Sanchez, and Dan Spawn. So a few familiar names there. Look, the people they brought in. I think Impexanganai is a very good addition to it. Obviously, we've seen Andrew Sanchez around. Dan Spawn has been uh, in the tournament before, so. Some good fill-ins there, and for the other side of it, Tyler Diamond. Let's we'll talk about him in a second, but I think he's an actually an an excellent fill in, and I think could cause a few shocks. So very very good, and I was impressed as well uh, watching Joe uh, Sungbin. So we we'll, we'll talk about him as well uh, in a minute. The last thing I'll say on this is I think it's very a very very unfortunate time for PFL, probably the worst time for it to happen because you're after one fight. Um, it kind of messes up the the whole tournament because you had a tournament started and you've had to adjust the whole tournament after one fight. If this happened and they lost eight people on the eve of the tournament, you could get eight new people in and it's all eight starting from the start, you know? Or even if it happened after the regular season... We could get new people in And they're straight into the playoffs It feels like You know You've won fight They're on your way We saw it happening last year With even one or two of the winners And there's no problem with it So it's a very Very unfortunate I, I, Like I feel a bit bad for PFL If I'm being honest Because it's I, I would say If they had the choice And they could like Click their fingers And restart their tournaments And call off You know The fights that have already happened They would They would But they can't really do that it be unfair in the likes Of Brendan Lockdown And Boba Jenkins uh, And others to, to do that So so they, they go forward, you know. Plus they have TV deals and everything like that as well. You can't just uh, you can't just stop. So they have to. Uh, the show must go on, as they say in MMA. And uh, and that it will. But that is a set of play. And I hope I uh, I uh, explain that somewhat at least for the next few weeks we can uh, we can talk about the fights and uh, more and look at uh, and look at who's fighting and all of that. Um, I think just one last thing on it, I suppose. I think with the the names of some of the people who have actually failed. I just wonder, like how are our I should say. I wonder maybe how long they'll be out, and if they can come back next year, and they, you know, if they'll even still be with the PFL because you wouldn't like to, to lose Bruno Capilozza, who's one of your best guys. You wouldn't like to lose Chago Santos, who's a big star in the UFC and came over. You wouldn't like to lose Will Flory when you're coming in to Ireland here at the end of the of the year rob wilkinson you know who's probably your arguably your best fighter be very unfortunate to lose all of them now what is their sense going to be we i suppose we will see on that uh, and maybe they'll pick and choose which is probably the right, right way uh, to do it depending on as i said how the b samples and all of that go but uh, it's an interesting line for the pfl and not only this season but how next season will look as well right let's talk about let's talk about the fights um and, uh, first of all, in, in the main event, it's going to be Brendan Loughnan versus, uh, Jesus Pineda. Now I've got the odds here as well. I'll give you the odds for these fights. And these are from my friends over at FightAds.io. Uh, I believe uh, it is, um, you know, take these odds now with a pinch of salt. Please look them up yourself, uh, as well, because these are very much the first odds. The second I saw these odds coming out, I was making these video. So from, from this video, even. so from, um, Everyone knows the odds change rapidly once they they, they come out at the start. But uh, minus five hundred for Brendan Locknan against uh, plus three seven five for Jesus Pinedo in um, you know an interesting fight between uh, between the pair. I suppose like Locknan, if you don't uh, know Locknan by now, you, you probably uh, you probably never know him. Uh, went on a great run last year looked so, so good, as someone who's been covering his career for a long time, saw him fight as uh, a 135er against uh, Tom Duke and Wine in Dublin, (sighs) how long ago was that, I'll I'll look it up here on Sherlock, it's God, it feels like oh, look at this 2015. So what, eight years ago? My lord, eight eight years ago is an awful, awful, awful long time. Um, but yeah, he was on the Ultimate Fighter. I remember a long time ago as well, fought uh, against Norman Park to try to get into the house and things like that. So he's been around for a long time. But you know, we all we all know what happened with um, with Brendan He was obviously on his way to get into uh, the UFC won the fight against Bilalgio, dominated him took him down the last second and then Dana White cut him because uh, Dana, White didn't go, Dana White didn't sign him because he went for a takedown to win a fight when he's wanted probably the best fighter ever maybe, maybe there's someone else but he has to be up there with the best fighter to ever fight on the Contender Series but he hasn't looked back since he's on good money now and he's you know, since then, like, it's insane the amount of fights Brendan lachnan has had in the last while. That was 2019, right? He signed for the PFL shortly after that, he fought Matt Wagey, David Valencia, Sherman Royce, Tyler Diamond, Movlid. Uh, he fought Kudo, he fought Aga Husic, uh, he fought uh, Chris Wade, Bubba Jenkins, Marlon Rice, And he's won all but one of them against Movlid in a split decision, which it was actually a lot closer of a fight. <laughs> than a lot of people maybe remembered so what a run Brendan Lochnan has been on an absolutely unbelievable uh, run and you know if you look at Pinedo as well he's been on a, a pretty good run okay he lost his last fight uh, to start off the season uh, against uh, against uh, Gabriel Braga but he won four in a row before that he did he was in the UFC for a bit of a stretch went one and one there but before that as well he had won what seven in a row so what a run he has been on and started off his career with a good few wins uh, as well he's only lost what three fights since 2014 so what a great run he's been on and you know getting a lot of finishes a lot of knockouts and things like that Uh, as well it's it's two guys really who have you know put it all on the line over the last few years only 26 years of age uh pinedo and brennan lock you know he's getting on a little bit i suppose into 33 years of age now but still in the prime in the real prime of his career and i think if you watched him last year you would know it. Like, I, I had high enough expectations for Brendan Loughnan, having, as I said, haven't watched him for a long time. And I didn't think he'd be able to reach the levels he reached last year, honest to God. And I was even saying it like, if he got to the UFC, or if he was in the UFC, as, uh, I should say more correctly, I think he could be a highly ranked fighter there with the performances he put on against the likes of Chris Wade and and Boba Jenkins and Husic. Before that, he was phenomenal in those fights. Like he fought Kudo, it was he could have lost that fight, but it was um, he, it was one where he he kind of got he came into a few of those fights with with injuries and things. But by the end of the season, when he got his uh when he got his injuries together, he looked the best he's ever looked Looked great against Marlon Morris in a really smart display there and it's going to be an interesting fight here uh, I think as well against uh, Pinedo Um, if you haven't watched Pinedo went back and watched a bit of him he's a southpaw who likes to keep his hands low bit of odd movement on the outside nice low kicks Open for low kicks himself, which if you've watched Lachnan, especially in his last fight, you saw a good few of them. Uh, Pinot has kind of this wide stanch, which is really good for kind of whipping in shots. Lovely head kicks and whatnot. Use his size very well. Nice side kicks and things like that. So he's a lot of shots in the uh, in the barrel. And I think uh, he will cause problems for a lot of guys. I honestly believe that. But Lachnan is made to beat a fighter like this. And that's why he's minus 500. He's He's just the one word I would use to describe Bernard Lachnan is fundamental. He's just fundamentally very good. A very good jab, a very good backhand, very good combinations, very good defense, very good wrestling, very good defensive wrestling. Fundamental all the way. Looks good. And like, he, he looks like a guy who trained with Dominic Cruz once upon a time or still does the odd time. Or, you know, he. I, I, but like how Dominic Cruz would train you to fight yourself, not how you, he would train you to fight like him, you know, if you get me. Just, A very, very good fighter A top, top level fighter And um, It's Pineda's a dangerous matchup Make no mistake about that If Brendan is off Or There's any bit of an injury We saw with a guy Who's kind of wild Like Kudo did With him last year He gave him mad problems Very, very, very large problems In that fight But he did deal with them In the end And he did get through that fight Although we know It it was a you know, I went to uh, went to the judges halfway through the, the third round, so it was a bit of an odd one. But he he did get through it, uh, and I think that's what will happen here as well. I don't think maybe it look as clean or as good as the Morales fight, simply because I don't think uh, I don't think Pinedo will be as open to what happened to Morales as Morales was. If you get me, um, I, I think it'll probably be a decision win for Brendan Lachnan here, but. I could see him winning maybe all three rounds or something like that, or may, maybe a late stoppage because that's the kind of the way he fights as well. But it's, uh, it's a very good fight and a very, uh, very, very interesting one there at, uh, at Um I'm going to look at a light heavyweight fight. And I'm going to go back and forth between them here. Um, I'm looking at Dan Spawn versus Ty uh, Flores, um, plus 175 for Spawn, uh, minus. 2-1-5 For Florida Spawn is Spawn is this Tall rangy southpaw. Um He fought I think In in three or f- three seasons I think of the P- uh, PFL before already You know as I said Tall for a light Heavy at 6-4 He almost subbed I'm back and watch His fight with Sardi Almost subbed him You know looks good On the ground Takes the back Well good ground and pound, But I think he's Almost too willing To strike um, He's active With his jab And his right hand Hooks with the Backhand left Kind of a big Hooking left shot I don't think he's the best cardio in the world and I think that might be uh, a, a, a bit of an issue here, although Flores, I don't think he has the best cardio ever, the one thing he does have here though is the wrestling and I think he is a, a better wrestler, not the fastest fighter in the world though Um, and if he, like he's not a great athlete, Flores, I don't think I think Spahn, you know maybe, you know, he's not exactly Usain Bolt or, or whoever it might be but he's, uh, I think he's a better athlete than Flores. And if he can win that top, like, I, I think this fight's going to go to the ground. Whoever gets on top is going to win. They're both very good on top. I think Flores is very, very good on top. Um, I, I think he tries to throw better on feet than Spawn. I, I think Spawn is just, as I said, a little bit too open, a little bit too swingy. Whereas I use the word fundamental. I wouldn't describe Flores as fundamental like now, but he's a more fundamental fighter, I think, than Spawn. I, I, honestly, I do think this will go to the ground. I think whoever uh, is the winner on the ground will be the winner, and I think that will be Flores. I just think he's, uh the, the top games where the top game of whichever fighter gets on top will win this, and who's more likely to get on top? I would say Flores. So I think that minus two one five. Would I bet in it? Probably not at that price. But I uh, I do think that's the the bet here to to go for if you are going for one. Right then the. <laughs> In my opinion, the best fight on the, the card is uh, at Federer and it's Mavlid Kabulaev at minus 800 against Tyler Diamond, who's plus 550. And you'll have to tune into the betting show this week because if that price stays the way it is, uh, I'll I guarantee you that will be a price on the betting show because I think this is a very even fight. A very, very even fight, actually. Um, you know, Tyler Diamond is, you know, I think... I think people might be sleeping on him a little bit. I really, really do think they might be sleeping on him a little bit. He's fighting out a Team Alpha Male. And one of the fights I went back and watched from Movlid was his uh, matchup against Lance Palmer. And I thought he struggled in that a little bit. Now, he, wouldn't, he ended up winning the fight in the end, and also that's all well and good. But I thought... Diamond, I, I think Diamond is a similar sort of fighter, maybe a little bit of uh, of a better wrestler. Now he has lost to Locknan, and you know he lost to Bryce Mitchell in the Ultimate Fighter uh, finale a, a few years ago as well. So you know, obviously, when you lose to Bryce Mitchell, you know what way you're losing. So that's not a great sign, I suppose, for coming in fighting Mavlid. But if he can do and learn from what Palmer did and learned, I think there's a chance because I think. I, I think Diamond is not a bad striker at all. He has, you know, he has a bit of power. He, you know, he doesn't have a lot of knockouts or anything like that, and his record. But I liked what I saw from him, and I think like horses for courses. You know, I I, I just have a feeling this fight is going to be a little bit, um, a, a little bit closer, maybe than a lot of people think, and certainly closer than that minus eight hundred uh, Benning line there. Like what cap kind of uh, what it has, right? He, we'll talk about what he really has in a second but what he has is flying knees and he's a flying knee to, uh, a KO of the year contender over uh, Damon Jackson but he is a wrestle first fighter let's be real about that uh, he is well rounded but wrestle first moves his hands uh, very kind of odd quick motion you don't know what he's going to do if he's going to punch you if he's going to try to take you down or what Um but he's a very risk-averse fighter. And if you wait on him, he'll wait on you, and he'll continue to wait on you. And um, that turns his fight into very close fights sometimes. So if you're Diamond and you can stop the takedown and land a few shots, it could turn that close fight your way, you know? So Diamond, as I said, Alpha Male, college wrestler, he's striking looks good. You know, he throws a lot of fans, like the cats catch, 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 I can't say it, catch, kicks that's very hard to say why is that so hard to say he likes to catch kicks um he looks to attack immediately as well when he gets to the ground now he has good wrestling as i mentioned as well but will he be able to take my down like if one of them can take each other down they've been the fight i think as simple as that i think my is probably more um probable that he will get to takedown, down but i wouldn't more possible. i wouldn't say it's probable though I, w- I wouldn't say that diamond is very good grinding against the cage jabs when leading um when he leads He leads with his jab But when he's pushed back He throws punches as well Which can open you For the takedown Absolutely Especially against someone As good as Mavleed But also Allows you to land strikes So If that's the price if that is the price on the betting show, Tyler Diamond will be my pick at minus, or plus minus 550. Let's see if that'll change though here in the in the, in the the next day or two before uh, that betting show comes out. But very, very interesting line there. And I will definitely be keeping an eye on that one. If you're to give me even money, who do I pick? Straight up pick on the fight. I'm going to give you Kai Boulow. I think he might just be able to get a couple of takedowns and do enough. But I honestly think it's a toss of a coin. I, uh, now... Colour me wrong again I, You know we we'll go out And Mavlid will sub in him In two minutes or something Fair enough But I'm here to tell you What I think And that's what I think So that's that's the, that's the truth of it um, We'll move on to The light heavyweight division And the guy leading the way Maren Hamlet Is a big favourite here He's over minus 1000 He's minus 1250 here Over fight odds And Sam K is plus uh, 850 Um, You know I, I think Sam K is a good fighter To be honest But it's it's not. It's not a great matchup. If we're uh, if we're also being honest for him, um, he comes in here, you know, coming off of what I suppose has been a tough couple of fights in the PFL. Um, lost both of them. Lost to Juan Adams. Lost to Josh Silvera, and like the wrestling is, is going to be uh, an issue. Um, I watched as many of his fights outside of uh, outside of PFL as I could find before he signed, and what, like what he does have is good wrestling of his own. You know, good offensive wrestling, uh, good elbows, good knockout power that's what he has so if he can keep the fight standing he has every chance absolutely every chance or which I think might be a good option and I we saw it last week and over in KSW out of uh, uh, out of uh, uh, Mehmet Halidov go for the takedown yourself don't wait for your opponent to take you down go out and take him down I think that's actually a great option against Martin Hamlet I really do because Hamlet if you don't know him very good wrestler heavy on top stinging with strikes when he when he uh, uh, is allowed to land him um He's he's very fast and he hits hard. An underrated fighter. I would say Martin Hamlet. Uh, if you don't watch PFL all the time, you probably don't understand how good he is. Like he, the only good lads he's lost on the last few years are Josh Silveira, who came in and looked very good, uh, Shoeface, who's very good, and Corey Hendricks as well. That was back in two thousand and twenty one. You know, he's beaten Cesar Machanche, uh, beaten uh, Anthony Goulas, beaten Hendricks again in the rematch, and beaten Fakardine. Obviously, uh, last time out back in uh, April, January, February, April. Yeah, um. So he's coming in here, you know. Off of off of a good run, you know, off a of good one 3 If he's asked four fights, and I think he will smell blood this year as well, with some of the top fighters out. Obviously, after all that's happened, is he the favorite? I think he's one of the favorites, certainly right up there. So I think he'll smell blood, and he will want to get this win and cruise into the uh, the championships. And I think it's a big, big, big opportunity for him. And uh, I, I think he will win at That price a little bit high, but I think it's good. Uh, the aforementioned Josh Silvera as well Is uh, in the next few fights uh, In the next fight even He is minus 600 against Delon Montez uh, Plus 425 um, Look, Silvera Again, very well-rounded uh, He came in last year on, on short notice And I was very impressed Watching him very good wrestler very good on the ground he's 10-1 and 1 now you know he lost last year to Amari Akhmadov who went all the way to the, the final but he beat Martin Hamlet last year as I mentioned earlier and he's not fighting him until he's fighting Dylan Monte but that could be a fight that'll happen again down the line and as I said Martin Hamlet thinks he's one of the favourites Josh Silvera there's a million quid up in the line here and these lads are going to be going for it so it's it's a big 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 opportunity and a big opportunity as well for, uh, for Dylan Monte you know who lost to uh Rob Wilkinson and Ty Flores and his last two lost the shoe face as well before that. But as I said again, these lads are all went in with big chances now. Um look, it's an interesting fight. Monte it did look, this is a striker against uh, a wrestler or should work out that way anyway. I think Silvera is, is more than that, and so is Monte in fairness. But Monte just heavy pressure, heavy-handed pushes you against the cage with strikes and tries to land on you. That's what he is. Where Silva is very well-rounded, very good on the ground, very good wrestling, but very good jujitsu and, and can step from position to position and submission to submission. And I think that's what this fight is going to look like. I really, really do. And uh, I think he was, he, I think he will win it a minus 600. I think might be a little bit, might be a little bit of a stretch, but uh, I think that's uh, 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 how the fight will go there. Uh, Right, let's run through the uh, the last few fights. We'll end it on on the uh, the two featherweight fights. Um, we have a, a non tournament featherweight fight between Alexey uh, Pergande minus three uh, two five and Amir uh, Ak. Akim Bashir plus uh, 250. Abigail Montez, who beat uh, Clarissa Shields, is back here as well. She's fighting uh, Brandy Hester. with Andrew Sanchez who's coming in. Uh, interesting fight against Tyler Johnson. Very close in the terms of the betting there. Minus 150 over um, plus 120 for Johnson. I would favor Sanchez, but Johnson, you know, it'd be interesting to see if he can climb that as well. And on the Montez one, she's minus 450 plus 350 for uh, for Hester. Um, I mentioned Imbek Sang and I earlier on. Uh, he's fighting Tim Karen. We know him. am and I throw all these big, wild shots. Caron, he's tall, strong, not the fastest in the world and not the best wrestler. I think this will be a striker matchup and you don't want to put on a striker matchup against Kazang and I. I think he'll be able to get his shots off and I think he'll be able to uh, to land there. Uh, and in the last three, as I mentioned, with the the, the Federer matchups, uh, Gabriel Alves Braga against Marlon Marais. um Braga is minus... Uh, 315 Marais plus 255 if I didn't give you the, the price on well, Kazang and I won actually Minus 450 he is Tim Caron Plus 350 I think that's just about right uh, I think the Braga price is about right as well. He's a very good boxer uh, Very heavy hips when he's on the ground And he can get it to the ground um, I, And for Marais Look Marais has looked good early In all of the fights Where he's looked bad after that All of them nearly So he can win any of these fights, but he has to do it early. He has to do it in minute one or two. And if he doesn't, it's going to go bad for him. It really is, because I just don't think he has it in him anymore to go and produce a long-distance fight. It just, I know maybe I'm wrong. We will we, we'll see. But someone like Braga, who can box, who can be heavy on the ground, if Murray doesn't get it done early, it feels like the pain will be brought by, by Braga. So... This is the sort of bit if I'm looking at it from a Ben point of view, maybe or the first round and then Brago overall. I think something like that. But I do I do think Brago will win. And it's hard to pick Marlon Maurice at this stage of his career. He was a great fighter, but he, you know, it's hard to say he, he still is that. Um you know the the perennial PFL favorites in Bobby Jenkins and, and Chris Wade Chris Wade first of all is taking on Kuda, my guy one of my favorite fighters uh, Wade is minus 270 Kuda uh, Kuja is plus 210 and everyone knows every time I but uh, I say Kudo plus I'm like well yes let's look at that because that's not a bad bet at all um, you know Wade is is a good fighter a very good fighter he kicks uh, a lot for a guy who is you know I suppose known as a wrestler which means it kind of does turn into a wrestling match sometimes because if someone wants to wrestle against him, he throws a lot of kicks out there to allow himself to be wrestled, which he's happy with. He's very strong, um, very willing to throw as a striker, but also very good uh, on the ground unless he's fighting someone, you know, like a Jenkins or who's a very good wrestler. Whereas Kuda is so, so fast, uh, really powerful, good takedowns as well. Maybe not as good as Wade. That might be the problem. And a really good counter fighter as well. So if Wade is throwing those shots, Kudo will be there to land shots back. Um, we saw the issue he had with Baba last year, a bit small. And when he does get kind of caught, he finds it very hard to get out. And I mean, caught in a bear hug or caught in the, in the clinch, very hard to get out. That's what Wade needs to do. Can he do it? Probably. uh Plus two seventy. If you gave me Kudo a plus three hundred, I'd probably take it at plus two ten. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. And in the final fight, uh, in, uh, in the middle of the card, I think this is topping the preliminary uh, edition of the card. Uh, Bubba Jenkins against Sung Bin Jo. Um, uh, Joe, all these wins by stoppages, big and fast for the weight. Um, but his head is up in the air, and he's there to be hit. A lot of pressure, counters everything. He just throws all the time. But the problem here, big problem, he's open to the takedown. We saw it in the fight. Was it against Tyler Diamond? He fought, wasn't it? But keeps fighting when taken down and is able to get back up. Uh, Bob, obviously, we know, is, is a southpaw. Very good of a wrestler. He out-wrestled, I was mentioning, he wrestled Lance Palmer back in the day. He out-wrestled Kudo last year. He out-wrestled uh, Wade and got all the way until he met Brendan Lachnan. But he jumps in when he's striking. But it is effective. You know, it is effective. Uh, but will he want to be doing that against Joe? I'm not too sure. He looks better and better, but I don't. I don't think this is the start of the fight when you tested And He's minus four ten, plus three ten for uh, for Joe. Uh, I think the wrestling here will be the biggest factor. I think Boba will hold on to him, and it's not even the wrestling. I think the wrestle clinch against the cage for Boba, like he did in uh, in the semi final last year, is the way to win this fight for him. And I do think that's how he will. Uh, I do think that's how he will win it. So. Yeah, those are uh, those are my picks. That is my preview, and uh, yeah, it should be uh, should be fun. It's on this Thursday night, I believe. Um, uh, ESPN over in the states, and uh, you can find it here as well in in Ireland, and find it in on your local listings uh, all over. But I believe it's on the zone in Ireland. Yeah, so find it on your local listings. Uh, everywhere else around the world. Uh, all right, we will leave it there until next week. I'll be back with the the preview for that card and the week after uh, as well. So I will see you then, my name is Sean Sheen for Sherdog.com, and I'll see you all next time.